Hi, and welcome to the Reiki from the Farm podcast brought to you by me, Pam Allen LeBlanc from Hiddenbrook Farm. I am a scientist, a businesswoman, and a licensed Reiki master teacher with the International Center for Reiki Training. Each week in this podcast, you'll be entertained as you learn about a wide variety of relevant Reiki topics, helping you become a more knowledgeable and effective Reiki practitioner. We caution you, though, this podcast may also dramatically improve your life, and we are so happy that you're here. On this week's podcast, I am back with Karen Haig, and we are talking about why become a Reiki master. Karen is joining us from Ecuador. Welcome, Karen. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. I'm excited to be here. I know everybody is just constantly wondering how you're doing. How are you doing now down there, Karen? Still loving it? Yes, absolutely. So I had to I had a 10-day hiatus back to the United States to co-lead the retreat with my friend Kathy Milanowski in Wisconsin, and I couldn't wait to get back. So I'm back home, and the energy of the Andes has got me all, uh, that, all that yuck. You go back to the States, and it's just like, ah, what are y'all doing here? Yeah, <laughs> it has its own problems, but, yeah, but the energy here is great, so I'm, I'm doing great. Thanks. I love it. You're looking fantastic. Your place looks fantastic. I'm looking forward to coming and visiting sometime. Yes. And you know something, Karen, I've had a few questions from people asking if you, if they could come to Ecuador for a class with you. And I think the answer is yes. Could you elaborate? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't formally planned any in-person classes yet, but actually tomorrow I am taking a taxi to Quito to pick up a student for a Reiki master class. And she's going to stay here with me. And yeah, that just happened. She had planned a mission trip to Africa. I had her in, I think, Animal Reiki 1 and 2. And she was talking about how that trip was canceled. She said, and I already got my passport and I got off work. And I half jokingly said, well, you should just come visit me. And by golly, she is. So that's a possibility. Yeah. So I'm looking for places because there is interest. It's such a beautiful area. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, I, I may be doing some in-person classes here. If, let me know if you're interested. Just reach out and say, hey, I would like to come to Ecuador to learn. Reiki that's, master. That's what I was thinking. And they would just have to have their passport. And um, and we yeah, can go to some sacred sites around here. And yeah. Do they have to apply for a visa, Karen? No, if you are coming from Canada or the United States, you can come on a tourist visa. So you Fantastic. just show up. That's one of the advantages of having an American passport. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So yeah, so reach out if you're yeah. thinking you'd like to go and study in person with Karen. And of course, you have online classes as well. What have you got coming up, Karen? In July, I'm focusing on animal Reiki and I've got animal Reiki one and two on July, I think 15th. Let me see. Yeah, 15th and 16th. And then I've got animal Reiki master during the week, the 18th, 19th and 20th on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I'll try to change it up to accommodate people's differing schedules so yeah exactly wonder and then in august i've got karuna and regular reiki one and two and master so just check out my website so all 10 days yeah and your website is going to be in the podcast notes and just for those of you listening if you would like to visit us in campobello get out with the whales we have animal reiki classes regular reiki classes so level one and two and master's 
The Animal Reiki Masters is a little different. It's the evenings. So if you do come, that's four evenings and you could spend all day hiking and, and checking out the island and we'll spend evening, the evenings in class. So that's going to be interesting and fun. And then there's also Animal Reiki classes, uh, level one and two and masters again in September. And in all of those classes, the regular Reiki and the Animal Reiki in July, as well as the Animal Reiki in September, we will be getting out with the whales. So although sometimes we don't need to, sometimes they come to class, we see them right in the window as we're <laughs> right in the living room window. They're right there. They our very first class, they were so excited that they stayed with us all day. I don't expect a repeat performance of that, but they do tend to show up for a little bit, not every day, but many days they do. But we also will get out on the water and show you the old Sal Whirlpool, the second largest tidal whirlpool in the world. And we sometimes, we haven't seen puffins yet, but we have seen a shark fin. We've seen lots of whales, lots of seals, some porpoises, and even one dolphin. So Yay. yeah, it should be interesting. The, the whale watching tour guide, he said, there are dolphins out there, but you won't see one. And then probably 30 minutes later, we said, what's that? And he went, oh, <laughs> <laughs> a dolphin. <laughs> those of you who those classes are all online and in person online I'm sorry we can't take you whale watching uh, we would love to I just I don't know how to figure that out but but you're welcome to join us and then in uh, October I have a full range of classes online and in person here at the farm so if you want to visit with horses come here and for the whales join us this summer I also wanted to take a minute and mention the International Reiki Retreat that's happening in Sedona, Arizona. I do believe there are not many, but still a few spots available. And that retreat is going to be both online and in person. So if you're thinking of joining us there, I know I'll be presenting there this year. And I think we'll also be, I, I think I may be doing two presentations. And if you have been giving any thought to becoming a licensed Reiki master teacher, attending the retreat, either online or in person, is one of the requirements. So go ahead and join us. Karen, I'm just wondering if we can invite everybody to bring their hands together in Gasho now. And we're just going to do an invocation to bring Reiki in as we listen today to why become a Reiki master. Just inviting your Reiki energy to flow. And today we ask the energy, please guide me and heal me so that I may be of greater service to myself and others. Just keeping in mind that Reiki guidance is always available to us. The discernment to understand it is also available to us. So we invite the energy of discernment to flow through right now. And if you sometimes have difficulty accessing or understanding your guidance, this energy of discernment and we'll also invite deep listening 
And we invite the mind to quiet and still. We invite the body to quiet and become still. The emotions, the heart, to become quiet and still. And we invite our spirit and our soul to become quiet and still. We invite the energy of duality to release from us now into the light of Reiki, where it can be returned to source and healed. And in the stillness and the absence of duality, I invite you to listen for your guidance through our podcast. And sometimes some of the words we say will stand out to you. Sometimes you might get a feeling or sensation in your body or in your emotions as you listen to a story or hear a suggestion. You may notice that you have a physical reaction. Sometimes your hair stands up to tell you to pay attention, we call, or you get goosebumps or shivers. My friend Carolyn Musial calls those glory bumps. So you recognize truth and that something important is being said or is happening. Some of you listening may already be at the master level, but you may be guided to go further or even to review. And there are many ways that can occur. We'll go through some of those. And we invite your guides to be with you today. Sometimes our guides are so useful in helping us interpret, understand, or discern the guidance that comes from source, from the universe, from Reiki, from the highest heavens, from the source of all that is. And so we open our hearts, our minds, our bodies, and our souls to receive guidance today in whatever form that may take. Thank you for your openness and your willingness to listen to the beautiful messages within Reiki, the beautiful personal messages that are directed to you. Namaste.
Oh, Karen, my life has been so busy lately. It takes me a minute to come back. <laughs> that was really nice. Everybody needs, uh, we don't take that much time for ourselves. So I think it's beautiful that you start your podcast with that. Oh, thank you. Uh, grounding invocation. And I was yeah asking for Reiki to let me be a, a clear and open channel for any messages that anybody needs to receive. And I love talking with you. This is a really important topic. It is. Um, it when, is. I, when you suggested it, I thought, yes. <laughs> what does this mean about being becoming a Reiki master? What does that mean? Of course, we talk about it in master class a we little. Do. Sometimes people would like to have access to that discussion before going into master class. I don't know about you, Karen, but I actually, when it was time to become a Reiki master, I really resisted it for a while. And I struggled with questions of worthiness mm. and I don't even know if I realized it and some of you have heard this story before but I'm going to bring it out again that when I met William Rand I mispronounced my own name three times I was so nervous and I and in my job I was used to meeting famous people and things like that and politicians and it didn't bother me but I was so nervous to meet William and I explained to him, I'm sorry, Mr. Rand. He said, it's William. And I said, I don't know why I did that. I was just so nervous. I'm just so nervous to meet you. And he said, why are you nervous? And without even thinking with what I call that empathic honesty, which I used to call pathological honesty because I couldn't control it. And <laughs> but that empathic honesty, the way that we just blurt out what it is or what we're thinking without really always censoring it or thinking it through I said because Reiki masters are wonderful and amazing people and I'm not I'm just me did anything like that come up for you when you were going through your journey yeah I think I, I struggled a little bit with imposter syndrome mm. part of because I had when you think about master to become a master I had done my master's degree in English and I felt like an imposter in that as well but it was a lot about okay it was also stemming from unworthiness okay I've got to get the degree so that pe people know that I do know what I'm talking about because I was young I think I started teaching college when I was 26 oh my I was barely, I was barely older than my students you were teaching your peers <laughs> You know, but I was very driven and all of that came from that unworthiness. So I did have that same struggle and I wanted to do the master. Um, I guess I handled it in a different way. It took me about a year after I'd finished Reiki too, but, and Reiki nudged me. It just so happened that I was taking a group of students abroad and I was going to be in England when that master class was. And I thought, well, maybe it's, this is time to go ahead and do the master. But it was because I felt like I needed to learn more because I was unworthy and like, I needed that. I needed validation for myself. Yeah. And, and so it was just the beginning of, of the journey. So I think that the reason I started the master was to assuage my guilt over maybe I'm not good enough, but I'll go do the master and then I'll have a Reiki master. And then, then, I'll, be by golly, then I'll have that certificate and then surely I'll be good enough by then. And <laughs> But that's, it's just the beginning. It's, it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. And that's the, that's a really good point. That's the different thing about 
becoming a master with Reiki does not mean you have mastered Reiki. It means you're allowing Reiki to master you. And I think that's the biggest difference. I remember we all went away and in the class, our master class is very detailed. It's very involved. And each new topic that, because I studied in England and as well with William Rand and each new topic he would teach us, we'd go away and we would still have more to heal. And we expected, Hey, we're at the master level. We must be getting pretty close to being perfect by now. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, come on, master. We went back and said, William, when are we done? When are we done? When are we perfect? When are we a master? We expected angels to sing and we would be enlightened and or perfect in some way or like complete, like there's nothing left to heal. And he just laughed, chuckled and said, you're never done. But he was really clear that the process of becoming enlightened is such a beautiful process. Why would you ever want it to end? And the fact that there's always room for more connection with source, the potential is infinite. And it's the ego that wants enlightenment to be an end point rather than a process so that it can claim the accomplishment, not the ego, the unhealed ego. And so that's been a really big part of my understanding. And Karen, I was getting a nudge from Reiki to move on. And the only reason I even did, because I didn't want the responsibility of teaching people. I thought I was never going to teach people. I wanted to teach children and horses (laughs) and other animals. That was it. Not grown up people. And, and of course, flying home, I real that healed that reluctance or resistance to teaching people healed in me. And according to Tracy Sullivan, whom I've done a podcast with on human design that recently came out, I have, I think, 11 markers of working with people like people are my thing. (laughs) In my (laughs) human design. What's that? That's what you came here to do. That's what I came here to do. That's my life purpose. And yet I had some trauma and some injuries in there that were getting in the way that made me think that I just didn't want to have anything to do with people. I just wanted to work with animals for a while. And for a while, it's what I did when I first learned Reiki. And it was about a year for me as well from when I did my Reiki 2 to when I did my master's, a little bit more, maybe 13 months. And, but yeah, I actually said to the Reiki energy, it was going, you need to do your master's, you need to help these horses. And I was resisting it. I, because I didn't want the responsibility of teaching. And I'm, and it's so weird because teaching is my favorite thing now. (laughs) Yeah. I love teaching. I love everything about it. And, and to think that's what I didn't want to do. So One of the things I always tell my students, and and it's okay to study at the master level just for yourself and not Mm -hmm. teach. You have to teach. No, but I thought you did. I didn't realize that. A lot of people do. They think, oh, I don't want to get Reiki master because I don't want to teach. There are other things that like techniques that you learn that would help in your Reiki practice and experiences that help you heal on a deeper level and the teaching is only one part of Reiki Master. You don't have to, but yeah. probably a lot of people will be like you. Um, yeah. When you get that light and you start healing and then you, 
Get your little candle lit. You're you want to ignite other people. That's it. You want to ignite other people. You want to share it. You want to share it with the people in your life, with animals, with, and our definition with the ICRT, I noticed in our manual that our definition of a Reiki master is actually somebody who is trained to teach and has taught at least one person. And I know that other lineages have like master healers or a level three where you have access to the master symbol, but haven't been taught how to teach. But our definition of master is you've taught at least one person. I often wondered, could that mean one animal too? But actually, no, it's one person. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, because I think we both, you did Usui Tibetan. Reiki and then Holy Fire Reiki Master, right? I did. I did. And a lot of the Usui Tibetan Master class was learning how to give those attunements, which was a long, complicated process. And so one thing I love about the Holy Fire Reiki Master is that we get to, we don't have to teach all those steps and practice, practice all those steps. Right. And we, therefore we get to do more healing experiences and we also get to spend a little more time about teaching, not just how to do the attunement, how to attune people, how to teach and how to, how to create a business teaching. So well, not no, a lot, but a little, and yeah, that's why you've got the Reiki business book. If you want to go more, but, but before <laughs> with the Usui Tibetan, we didn't really have time to teach. No, how to teach. You had yeah. to focus on. And that scares things. people. Come to find out when the attunements became ignitions and then later on placements, which are a hands-off style of attunement, I didn't realize how many people, how many of my own students weren't teaching because the attunements were intimidating. Mm -hmm. And personally, I learned on the animals and I practiced with my kids. So I really loved doing attunements. I actually resisted a little bit when we when we went to the style, did you too? Yeah. Yeah. Because I thought that can't possibly work as well. So I was really shocked when the (laughs) hands-on style of attunement was more powerful than when the energy came through uh, me as a teacher or us as a teacher. But one of the things is that I realized was not only was the complication of it intimidating people, so they didn't teach. And a lot of people started teaching once it became simpler and once we could spend more time on how to teach and that sort of thing. And there is a a chapter on that too in the Reiki business book that tries to help with some of the stuff we don't always have time for in class. Yeah. 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 Like I said, it's the beginning, but it's not. Yeah. But you know what? Also people with physical limitations and disabilities weren't doing the attunements because it was very physical, Mm -hmm. became hands off they they started teaching so. and, you know and that circles back to what we were talking about being a reiki master does not mean you have mastered reiki but that you have been mastered by reiki that you have it's a surrendering when you think about it, so reiki means spiritually guided life force energy what does it mean to be a master of spiritually guided life force energy that means that you get really good at surrendering right right and you your ego has to heal. Like you were talking about, you realize, oh, this is actually more powerful. I was so surprised because I had the same feeling. I thought, this isn't going to work. I'm not doing anything. And then ultimately I thought I wasn't doing it in the first place. You know? <laughs> it was the Reiki energy that was doing it in the first place. So that's right. That's what becoming a Reiki master is about.
rendering to the energy and learning to live your life in that flow. Yeah. And I, I like you, when I met William, I, I was intimidated, but I thought, gosh, he's just wearing a ball cap and a pair of jeans. <laughs> I mean, he's the most unassuming man. He really you know? is. But, and I thought, so that's what it's about. It's about just going with the flow of things and not, I've never seen him do like that. Yeah, no, it's teaching when you become a Reiki master and you decide to teach. And one of the things I tell my students is that it's not about you as a teacher. Mm -hmm. It's about your student and their intention to connect with the energy. We're facilitators. And sometimes you're so powerful. You're such a good Reiki master. And it makes me laugh because I'm like, actually, I'm just really good at getting out of the way. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the hardest part of being a Reiki master, I think, is learning to give up. That's why I said it's about surrendering and learning to get out of the way, give up control, because I was a real control freak. But I I look back on the 30 years of college English teaching I did, and and I slowly learned that also, like to be a master of English. What does that mean? Does it mean I've read all Shakespeare or can quote all that? It means, you know, that um, to be a master means that you're seeking. You're, You're always seeking more. And when students would ask me a question, like, well, what about this? Sometimes I'm like, I don't know. That's a very good question. I have homework tonight. <laughs> you know, uh, you don't know everything. I still say you, that. Yeah. And it doesn't mean, uh, I, Andrea Kennedy, mainstream Reiki, she yes. cracks me up sometimes. Uh, she had a, a meme the other day that she had made where she's sitting there with a big basket of laundry with clothes all over the place. And she's, and the caption says, like, Reiki masters are just normal people, too. And we are. That we think that, oh, you're a Reiki master. You must be like, that's it. I just twitch my nose and ding, 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 ding. I get, no. We do laundry. We wash dogs. We, we're normal people, but it, but we're on a path. Yeah. We're on a road to find out. We're, we're seeking. That's we're, what it means. I love that. Let's go back to talk for a minute about what inspired you to become a Reiki master. For me, I know it was my guidance. My guidance was like, do this. And it even guided me toward William's class. Although I didn't have any money at the time, I was very stuck in that mentality of lack and that mentality where I believed in the poverty mentality. And and I, I really also literally and physically did not have money. I was in a tremendous amount of debt and I thought there's no way. I can financially afford that, but the money showed up as soon as I did Reiki, released that barrier and started working on that lack mentality that I was coming from, the money showed up. I was able to pay full price for the course. I was able to get there. It it all worked out. And I really feel that was because I, I just followed that guidance that Reiki can provide for us. And uh, it can look after the details. What what made you decide to go at the master level? I think as soon as I, I did Reiki 1 and 2, everything started shifting. And I think I knew in the back of my mind I would like to be a Reiki master, but I wasn't sure. Like you, I was a single mom, teacher, didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. And it just, the big nudge, it was like a buried little seed. Oh, someday maybe I'll be able to be a Reiki master for that year. So I would say, when you we make people wait six months between yeah. level Reiki one and two and master for a good reason because that energy you may not be aware of it until you get to a point in your life and you look back and you go ah that's where it all started to change right there it's clearing you out it's working 
yeah. on things. And then I had that little hope, that little seed of maybe someday I'd be able to be a Reiki master. I don't know how never, it was like a thousand dollars. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to come up with a thousand dollars and let alone, I remember opening up the Reiki news and seeing that get your attunement in Stonehenge. And I was just like, Oh, oh that would be so wonderful. But I, I didn't ever dream I could do that, but things just unfolded. So we just happened to, I, I could travel with students as the chaperone. If I had six students, I could go for free. That's so I went to England for free. When you said that Reiki will take care of the details, it does. Yeah. yeah. But so, so I guess I'm speaking to people who are listening. If you have this little secret hope, inkling of a desire that I think I would like to be a Reiki master. I'm not sure if I'm good enough or how I would do it or how it's going to work out. If you've got that, this is your sign. <laughs> Follow, listen, watch for don't give up hope for it. Just listen. Because if you're having an, a desire to go down that path, there's a reason. It's because you've got more healing to do. You've got a light to share with people and it's going to happen. It may not happen on your time, to, yeah. but just be aware. Just watch. Huh, I thought I could do that. <laughs> and if you've had Reiki 1 and 2, and maybe you've pushed that to the back of your mind, oh, someday I'll do Reiki Master. But if you're feeling like, I think I want to go farther. I want more. I want more. I want more healing. I want to know more. Because when you start on a Reiki path, little things start shifting and little tiny miracles start happening. Yes. And I just have a friend who would say, thank you. More of this, please. (laughs) I started doing that. Just, it was really just about noticing, Hey, that's something good. And they're like, and gratitude, right? Just for today, be grateful. Thank you. More of this, please. This is what I want. And that and I haven't felt unworthy to ask that at first, but after a while, I'm like, shoot, they keep giving me stuff. Okay. <laughs> this must be the way I'm going to keep going down this path then. Thank you. More than more of this, please. I love it. Sorry. When I, as I was flying home and realized, wait a minute, people are animals and I love animals. Therefore I must love people. And the, the truth of that washed over me. And I immediately knew I wanted to teach because I had been contemplating, gosh, how do I keep this lineage away from people? Because through the ICRT studying with William, our lineage is very closely aligned with Yusui Sensei. We're only a few degrees removed. And I was thinking, gosh, and I love this style of teaching. And there weren't really very many people. There were a lot of Reiki teachers here in my community. We have a, a very large number of Reiki teachers, but not many people teaching this lineage. And while we all have value, all Reiki teachers and practitioners from every lineage has value. I thought, but I love this way of doing things. And there aren't really very many people teaching this. I'd like to share that in my community. And so then I knew that I did want to teach, in fact. And Karen, my reason for teaching wasn't financial at all. It was about sharing this gift and help and giving people this opportunity and so on. And financially, it sorted out all my financial mess that I was in. It was like a it was like a secondary surprising side benefit of teaching. And uh, I'm sure you had some surprises come through when you started teaching. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, and no, money was not my motivator there. It was, no. no, you know what? I have to credit Deborah Thompson in Little Rock, Arkansas, because 
she literally said to me, cause I'm like, my mother had cancer. I really wasn't wanting to, to teach at the moment. I was trying to take care of my monitor thing. And she called me and she said, girl, she said, you have what I need. I need you to teach me a class. And she said, I'll come up there. Cause she was about an hour you know, away. And yeah, Deborah, Deborah got me teaching. And if people start asking you, could you teach mm. me how to do Reiki? Or maybe you've got, maybe you're just doing sessions and then you realize that you're doing a lot of sessions on somebody and you realize that you could teach them to do self Reiki and it would help them, you know, so they don't have to come to you twice a month. So if somebody's saying, do you know someone who can teach me this? Can you teach me this? Or if somebody, if you have a Deborah Thompson who says, girl, you have what I need. I need you to teach me. That may be your nudge. And that's, that's the I, universe saying that you're ready. Saying it's time. It's time for you to do it. And right. you step into it. Like I said, it's for me, being a Reiki master, I have gotten very good at surrendering. I always prided myself on being really stubborn. And I could just push through this. And that is, that's the complete opposite. I have spent 50 years of my life being the antithesis of a Reiki master. <laughs> I'm going to do this. And being a Reiki master is more about, huh? Okay. Listen, listening and go, I think I'll go over here. I still have trouble doing Tai Chi, but it's life yeah. energy flow. It really is that. It's like, okay, I'm going to go over here. Ecuador. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to move to Ecuador. It's like that weird. That worked out. It's about surrendering and listening. So yeah. So if somebody is, if you're getting little messages, listen yeah. and stop fighting against it. And like Pam, you're here to work with people. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> no, I, I was fighting yeah. it. And yeah. he just said, yeah, all do. let's get, let's get rid of that. You're meant to work with people. Apparently I, apparently 11 is a, a an extremely high number. <laughs> Yeah, of markers about working with people. I don't know how that all works, but Tracy. Most said I have in one area is six. Yeah, the, yeah. Okay. So Eleven is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> Karen, you know, one thing I noticed that people do get a little mixed up about is the different master classes that we offer, and I know we've talked about this in another podcast, but our listeners might not have heard it or might not have maybe they didn't it didn't sink in, but we have three different Reiki master classes that a lot of licensed teachers and a lot of teachers offer. Let's talk for a minute about that. We have our Yasui Holy Fire 3 World Peace Reiki master class. We have our Holy Fire 3 World Peace Karuna Reiki master class. And a lot of times people get those two classes mixed up. And we also have our ICRT Animal Reiki Master Training. So let's just talk a little bit about the difference. Yeah. Those. How would you describe that? I tell people, so the first step is the Usui Holy Fire 3 World Peace Reiki Master. And that's such a it's mouthful, but it, it is it that the Holy Fire has evolved to bring in mm-hmm. this energy of world peace. Yeah. And my journey has been connected to that holy fire journey because I resisted doing holy fire at first. I didn't want to change, but then I did that. And then I can go back to every point in my life where there was a big shift and it was when the energy was shifting. And I don't, I think that we're shifting, that there's this unlimited life force energy and we are evolving to the point where we can hold, maybe hold more, hold a higher vibration of it. I'm not trying to say it's better or anything, but it's just, it's different. So that's our basis 
Mm-hmm. That's the foundation for us is to to be Usui Holy Fire Three Reiki Master, World Peace Reiki Master. And, and then actually we have to have been at the level two from any other any lineage. Any other lineage matter the lineage, but you have to have studied level two at least six months previously in order to study at the master level. Any Usui based, which most of them are. Usui based. Yeah, Usui based lineage. But yeah, there's so many different, I didn't know there were even different kinds, but you, you do have the Jiki Den Reiki, you have. You do, have, yeah, that's correct. You do have Reiki, you have Angel love. Reiki. Yeah, you have. All love and Dragon Reiki. Reiki. Yeah. <laughs> there's all, there's Reiki. a lot of different. Rainbow Reiki, that's really huge. Rainbow Reiki. With, yeah. With so it uh-huh. is, that's right. You need to have studied Yusui level two from any lineage, but at least. Uh, as long as you have those three symbols mm-hmm. that most everybody learns. Yeah. So that's good. And then you take that master level and that is going to give you, um, when I think when people say, so what's the difference? Like, well, so that foundation is you're going to get techniques that are going to help you clear negative energies. You're going to get techniques to heal specific uh, issues that people might have, and you're going to learn how to teach, and you're going to heal yourself a lot. Yeah, and then you get access once, to more energy. There's a lot yeah, of energy at the master. A lot level. more energy. You get access to the full range of the holy fire frequency, and there's also a Yasui master frequency that you access as well, and those two symbols. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to take you to this higher. It's going to raise your vibration. And you're holding. So you're not just channeling the energy like a practitioner. You're holding this. Like Pam, you've said before, it changes your energetic blueprint mm. just to get Reiki and then to get the that much more over four different ignitions. Like I said, and then I'll tell them like, it's like you are, you become like not just the straw, but you become like the candle. So you are able to hold this space to help others be ignited, if you yeah. will. So that's the mass. That's like the basic. But then some if you want to some of the th- well, just one of the things I love about the master level is that there are you get a lot of techniques at the master level. You get a technique for spirit release, you get a technique for healing, a holy fire healing experience. Yes, yes. And you get um some other meditations that you can do, like with groups for group healing. So I find it really expands your repertoire, if mm-hmm. you will, of what you can then offer when you do move to the master level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do it with groups. In fact, we just did a we did a holy fire experience at our retreat in Wisconsin. Nice, you know, to be able to help, and it was really powerful for the entire group. You do, you get a lot more if if you are, even if you're just doing it for yourself and your friends and family, you get a lot of different techniques that you can use with with them. Let's talk for just a minute, Karen, before we move on, just about the cost of the master program, because I remember being shocked to find out that Mrs. Takata, one of our founders of Reiki, or one of the people that the the lady who brought it to North America and is really largely responsible for the spread of Reiki um, in the Western world. Um, But she charged back and, and she passed in 1980. So prior to the 1980s, she charged $10,000 at the master. There's still a lineage that charges $10,000. I have a That's friend right. who just did it in New Hampshire. 
I yeah. said, you paid $10,000. He said, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's it. But then if you think about, if you look back at when she was charging $10,000 and you adjusted that for inflation, that's the equivalent of $78,000 today. And I remember when we were talking about it, because with the ICRT, we charge $12.95 at the master level. And I remember it just really stood out to me. Carolyn Musiel was talking about, she was asked one time, is it worth it? Is it worth $10,000? And she said, even if I wasn't going to teach, it would be worth $10,000 just for the healing and the beauty and the benefits that it's brought into my life Mm -hmm. for me and my family. And then when we add to that, the fact that you can teach that investment in that masterclass, that's the best investment I've ever made. I made, I figured out and the universe provided the abundance that allowed me to take the masterclass, like within two days of healing the block that I had. And, and looking back, my son teases me because he's mom, after all that money you spent on your science degree and your master's in business, and here you are spending all your time teaching Reiki and animal Reiki. And <laughs> But yeah. it was, I would say that masterclass was probably the, even as an MBA, I don't always look at everything financially, but I can. And in fact, I don't often look at things financially, but I can, and it can be in the back of my mind. Looking back, that's one of the best investments I've ever made. So I wonder, one of the things I I don't offer lower prices. Every so often you'll get somebody who says, I want to do a master's, but I'm really broke. I don't have any money. Can you give me a discount? And I've learned that I don't do a service to those students because I allow them to continue in the poverty mentality. If I do, I have in the past, and I've learned that allows that whole poverty mentality to, I feed into it for them and I allow it to continue. Yeah, I enforce it. And also I find that you get out of a class what you put into it. And different times for various reasons. One time I went to fly out to a class and found that my flight had was, I had booked it wrong. I had to book a whole other flight, double the cost of my original flight and more than double actually. And I just chalked it up to, I'm investing quite a lot in this class. I guess I'll probably get a lot out of it. (laughs) And in fact, that is what happened. Another time I had a flight canceled and I had to book another flight. And so the class cost me a lot more than what it would have, but I had to get there for the class. I didn't have to, I suppose I could have waited, but everything was already in place. And so I, once again, I just said other contribution to the airlines, I guess I'll get a lot from this (laughs) class. So one of the things I've done because I don't offer discounts is I have put together so that people can make like four monthly payments. And I noticed that really helps people join the class. What do you do about that? If people are struggling a bit, if people ask, I, I can work out a payment plan. Payment plan. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But most of the time people will come up with the money and it's, it's what you said. They've moved past. Our, this is my path. This is what I need. This is what I want. 
And in that focus, it shows up, doesn't I'm it? I'm still figuring that out. That's I share that and I can't tell you how many students I've had who took level one and two with me. So they remember my story and they just sign up on faith for my masterclass without a clue where the money's going to come from. (laughs) And, you know, within the week of the class, it shows up or sometimes often within the week of them signing up, it it shows up and they just laugh about it. We've had a similar experience. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's not magical thinking. I mean, it's just. It's, it has to do with your intention and the, just the strength of your intention. Oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. And, and, and I'm always tentative. Really? This is what I'm supposed to do? And I keep you know, moving that way. And apparently so. And just keep going. And it shows up. So shows that was, up. yeah, I had a lot to work through with the poverty mentality because I grew up in poverty. <laughs> when I did too. And, and the funny thing is, it, looking back, I don't think I grew up in poverty so much. We weren't flush, but I grew up around people who had a poverty mentality. Yeah. They didn't grow on trees. You got to work hard. You got to work hard. You can't. And very frugal people. And I'm grateful for that upbringing because I'm not a spendthrift. I'm not, I am quite careful because of that upbringing. But at the same point, it was a belief system that has actually, I've outgrown. So all of this that we're talking about, that is what masterclass is about. It's about, When we say, oh, you get healing, what does that mean? It means what we're talking about. It means that it starts to dissolve these limitations that you have put on yourself. Because in Masterclass, we talk a lot about cultural conditioning, the authentic self. And yeah, Masterclass is not just techniques. It's a lot about kind of what we're talking about. It's Mm -hmm. like if you're ready for it. And if you're not getting the money for it and it's just not working out, you're not ready for it. Yeah, you might not be. And it might you might want to postpone to the next class or something. Yeah, but that is, that's what it's about. When you know, I want to do this, it's because you're ready to shed some of that stuff. Yeah, and it shows up. It, it works it shows out every up. time. Now, a lot of people, Karen, do get confused between master and Karuna Reiki master. So how would you explain that difference? So I say that Karuna Reiki master in some ways is our highest level of master training because we make you wait six months between Reiki master and Karuna Reiki master. And you can be Reiki master again from any Usui lineage. As long as you've got your Usui symbol, you don't have to be Holy Fire. Any Usui lineage that's got the Usui master symbol, you can come into Karuna class. Karuna is the Sanskrit word for compassionate action. And to me, I think it's people who they, they, you start, sh- I, I didn't take Corona immediately. I had a lot of shedding to do, a lot of that peeling off. And then you really are, you can be more compassionate and you are ready to take more action. And so in that Corona level class, if you're coming from a non-Holy Fire lineage, you're going to learn about the Holy Fire and you're going to get ignited to the Holy Fire energy frequency. That's part of it. But if you're already Holy Fire, what you're getting are eight more frequencies, eight more specific symbols for very specific healing. And it seems to fill the gaps of the Mm -hmm. things that we weren't able or that we, that I found would be difficult to overcome with Yusui Reiki. It seems like there were, I noticed a pattern over time as a Yusui Reiki master practitioner, that there would be certain conditions that would, we'd really struggle with. And we'd 
take a long time and we wouldn't make as much progress. And the Karuna symbols came in and just went, woof. (laughs) Yeah, it's a beautiful, to me, it feels more like a more feminine energy. I don't know. A lot of people say that. that. To me, it feels more feminine, creative. And it helped me a lot with sexual abuse issues. Mm -hmm. That's that's one of them that I found with clients. We would struggle with those issues with Yusui Reiki and it would help some, but there was so much. And I found Karuna just really helped with that. So you you, really helped help me with manifestation more grounding, healing. I think it for me, what really blew the doors off of ancestral healing for me was the world peace Reiki really did something there, but it started with the Karuna. It's yeah, working through ancestral issues, ancestral DNA, issues, epigenetics. And do you know, just there was something when you were talking about the evolvement, and we were talking about the evolvement to world peace and so on. I've talked with Colleen Benelli about it, and I really love this explanation. We say, wait a minute, if you're not familiar with holy fire, you might say, wait, why does it keep changing? And the thing is that uh, William. Rand was very aware that the holy fire energy was going to continue to develop and evolve from the moment it came in. It was clear that was part of what was going to happen. But the way Colleen puts it is it's not actually the energy that evolves. It's our ability to receive it. So basically, as we work with the holy fire and Yasui energies, and then some of us work with the advanced Reiki master energy, the Karuna energies as well. As we continue to work at that level, we expand what we're able to hold or contain or receive. And as we expand, then there's always more energy available to us. So that evolvement, that development, I think I I loved that explanation for it. Yeah. And segues into that what's the difference then with the animal reiki master because that energy started coming in at the same time as the holy fire and pam over more and more i when people say what's the animal master about i'm like it's about it's almost as if the holy fire has taken us like i feel like i'm like vibrating way up here and the animal reiki energy thank goodness is very grounding and i feel like it was like the Karuna and all those high frequencies and the Holy fire. And I've just been like up here and it feels like the animal Reiki energy came in and connected. So I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm up here and down here. Yeah. I'm really, I feel like a more connected channel of energy connected and the animal the Reiki masters. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead. No, just saying, so you connected to the heavenly divine energies and connected to the earthly divine energies. And that's really a big part of that energy is it's very grounding. And I noticed about animal Reiki energy, I thought I was pretty comfortable living on the earth. But having done that class, I became so much more comfortable living on the earth. I was not comfortable living on the earth. You were not comfortable. I thought I was. It was a little bit of a surprise. When I became more comfortable and I realized, wow, I wasn't as comfortable here as I thought. It made me appreciate. I think maybe when I was a little girl, maybe I did, but I pulled because of 
childhood, just crap. You just pull in. And then I think that the Reiki energy helped me go, oh, and then I was like, oh, good. I could get up above this that because the world is a painful place. <laughs> Joseph Campbell said it's a beautiful opera, but it hurts and it does. And so I was on this journey of, oh yeah. And I felt like, oh, like peeling off and rising. And, but the animal Reiki energy reminded me like, you came here to live on the earth. Yeah. And it helped me find the beauty again. And it helped awaken my senses again and helped me connect to the earth and the earth energy again. But it's not, I'm living in, I'm living in a third world country where people, there was a lady walking a pig down the road the other day. I'm like, those oh, babies are going to probably be like on somebody's plate. Here's a, what I'm saying is I'm living closer to the earth. And I don't think I could have done that before because I'd have been like, oh, it's too much. It's too much. But people here live close to the earth. They raise their own food. They get their water out of a stream in, in some little neighborhoods. So I love that. Animal Reiki helped me connect to the divine nature of the earth again. And I've always been, I've loved the earth, but it was just too, too much and too painful. And I think that animal Reiki has helped give me perspective that, cause that's part of the animal masterclass is it's not just about expanding your senses, which is a big part of it and healing, but it's about, you wrote the book, <laughs> but, it's, <laughs> but it's about, I lost my train of thought. You were saying it's not just about healing and it's also it's oh, about living your life in this. Living your life. It's about a broader perspective. That's what I was trying to say mm-hmm. To Because we live, at least I did live in a society that saw people here, animals here, that, that kind of a hierarchy. And I always felt like that can't be right. It needed to be more circular. And it is. It's, it's that, it, that kind of a perspective but also that everything is in balance. And so that took the pain away from me because I kept thinking like, this can't be right. These animals should not be suffering like this, or these people should not be suffering like this. That there's that should, next to my friend who said, don't should all over yourself. I'm like, but it shouldn't be that way. And animal Reiki helped bring me into balance. It helped me see the, the interconnectedness of everything Mm. and that it really is okay. It really is okay. Everything is okay. That's what Animal Reiki did for me. Animal Reiki Master. It really connected me with the beauty all around me. It it helped me instead of looking around and seeing things that were painful, I, I could see the beauty in almost every situation. And it I love, love, love that the Animal Reiki class and energy connected me with childlike wonder again and just Mm -hmm. that almost innocence and joy and excitement about everything but ignited all of my passions and excitement and just makes every day an absolute adventure (laughs) and that's a big part of being a Reiki master and so that's you have to have Reiki master before you can take the animal Reiki master for that reason you go on that journey of healing and discovering and oh look I'm rising up but then you forget, oh yeah, but you came here to be a human being right? on the earth. On the earth, on the and planet so in this moment in next time. Step. Yes. And so the next step is after you go, oh, I'm enlightened. Yes. Oh yeah, but you're human. You, you live here enlightened, on the earth, enlightened. in the dirt. 
in yeah, your meditation. Exactly. Not up here. Oh, yeah. You, you need to you be enlightened are. in your everyday life. And so let's talk. That's about where the magic that. is, though. That's yes. where the magic is. Yeah. I agree, Karen. And let's talk about the prerequisites because people get really mixed up about that, too. And the, if you are thinking of becoming an animal Reiki master, first of all, you can study animal Reiki level one and two anytime after you have a level two class from any lineage, any Yasui lineage, sorry. And so you can do level one and two one day and level one and two animal Reiki the next day. Some people would like to go straight to animal Reiki without studying Yasui Reiki, but it just wouldn't work for a number of reasons. Now there's no waiting period between animal Reiki one and two and animal Reiki master. But in order to study Animal Reiki Master, you have to have studied ICRT Animal Reiki 1 and 2, and you also have to be a Reiki Master from a Yasui lineage. So again, it doesn't have to be the Holy Fire lineage. It can be another lineage, but you do need to be a Master. So you do need to wait the six months after you've studied Level 1 and 2, then study a Master's then study animal master and you have to have studied the animal one and two. So basically if somebody's, I know that sounds confusing. So I'll try to summarize it a little different way. If you're already a Reiki master, you can take animal Reiki one and two Monday and Tuesday and animal Reiki master Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, if you want, there is no wait period there, but there is a wait period before you can do your master's. So sometimes people think, oh, I can't do my master's, but I'll do my animal master's. No, you have to wait until you have- Master is the foundation for all the higher. So I think of animal master as a higher level. Yeah. It is. Mm -hmm. It is is a higher level. Further. It does. And as we talked about, I love animal master, Reiki, all of it. And of course, (laughs) but bring it in. Reiki master class, there's a whole lot more tools and a lot more meditations, a lot more techniques that you can use with both humans and animals. So in fact, it really increases the number of tools that you have at your disposal to to draw. Uh, Animal Reiki, I tell them that I tell people that it, for me, it's here to help with the human problems that we really don't address in detail in other classes like compassion fatigue, mm-hmm. grief, grief. And it's connected to the animals, like maybe people who work with animals a lot, like maybe rescues or something. Of course, they're going to have compassion fatigue. All of us who have companion animals, when we have to let them go, we that's a very specific kind of grief. But it's good for not just grief about animals. It's also good about grief with people or compassion fatigue from working like people who work in healthcare through the COVID crisis. That frequency, because it's so grounding, because it's so earthy, it helps us get through our earth problems to me better. One of the things that really helped me with Karen is another specific problem. And that's over empathy. As an empath, I often (laughs) absorbed and took on the burdens of others. And I found 
more than anything, it was a combination for me of Karuna Reiki and that compassionate action and just a different way to express my compassion, then followed up with animal Reiki, which helps balance the empathy. It was that combination that finally gave me the freedom to feel compassion for someone without taking on their burdens. And that's been a lifelong, that's been a big part of my journey was. And in my opinion, every person who comes to Reiki, they are empaths and they have that problem. Every person in any of my classes are empaths. And I always assumed it was because balancing that empathy was the probably the biggest part of what I needed to learn to do to live comfortably in the world. In fact, one time my husband said, do you think everybody's an empath? And so I was impressed when Anita Morajani put out some work and talked about the fact that really only about 15% of the population are empaths. So that's when they find us. You but we find us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people that find their way to, to Reiki mm. are empaths. And so they do have that little bigger burden that they're dealing with. Yeah. That, you know, and that's why I think animal Reiki master is to me is the most beneficial right now because mm. we're all burned out. <laughs> we all need to learn how to because we can't do our work. We can't be that channel of open loving energy when you're just like I just can't you just sit in the corner and sob that's not helping anybody and so I think that we all need that that learning to to balance every time I've done that healing compassion fatigue experience from the animal reiki people go they'll come back and they say I didn't even know I was hanging on to that I didn't even know I was feeling that pressure so much I didn't know I was tired I didn't, I didn't even know I was, know I was that tired, tired. hmm I didn't know that was bothering me so much. It's a big experience. And one of my favorites is the rest, receive and replenish Mm -hmm. in the tree of life, accelerated rest for if we've been carrying the worries of the world, you don't always realize how much they weigh until they're gone. And that really helps. I guess all of the master classes have to do with healing and shedding and letting go of stuff so that you can shine brighter and grow but, but each one is a little bit different yeah what it helps you release too aren't they karen mm-hmm. yeah now let's talk for a minute about somebody who maybe is already a reiki master and i remember uh i i get a kick out of this my husband said to me he decided to attend my um karuna reiki master class he had been i waited two years after becoming a master before i went back for karuna And I remember thinking life doesn't get any better than this. Life had just improved so vastly in the two years since I had become a Reiki master. I didn't even recognize myself. I didn't recognize my horses, my farm, like my home, my children, our relationships. It was just so much improved that I remember going to the Karuna class thinking, yeah, life doesn't get any better than this. And then it did. So I knew when Holy Fire came along, I said, I didn't think life could get any better, but it did. And each time Holy Fire upgraded, I've approached it the same way. That's great. <laughs> Sign me up. I don't, I didn't know it could get better than this, but let's see. And so my husband said, wait, I'm already a master. Why would I need to go further? Why would I need Karuna? 
And I remember saying, you don't need it, but some people are guided to it and want to go further in their mastery or as a Reiki master. And he chuckles at that now because he loved the Karuna class. He said, he says he barely even uses his Yusui symbols anymore because he loves the Karuna ones so much. He <laughs> calls them in every day and he adores Karuna. And he says, I can't believe I ever thought about not doing that. In addition to if you're at the master level, you can go further as a Karuna Reiki master. You can also go further as an animal Reiki master. But I also find there's other ways to go further. There's three things. In fact, you can review classes. You might decide maybe you're an affiliate member of the Reiki Membership Association, or maybe you're not even a part of the Reiki Membership Association. Some people decide to review their Reiki classes with a, a licensed teacher like you or I, Karen. And when they do that, they can become a professional member of the Reiki Membership Association if they choose to. And there's a lot of benefits to being both an affiliate member and a professional member but I've noticed Reiki works with people differently as a professional member. And then some people are even guided to go on and become a licensed teacher. Let's talk a little bit about those three steps. So first, just reviewing classes. I don't know about you, but every time I review a class, mm -hmm. even if I review a level one and two class and I've taught it 200 times, I shift my vibration raises. I always learn something. And also how I teach. It's it's it also impacts how I teach. And so I love reviewing classes. It's one of my favorite things to raise my vibration to keep things moving. What have you noticed? Yeah, that's the same. It's because you're not the same person. When mm. you review a class, you are not the same person you were when you took it the first time. Right. So I did my master's thesis in reader response critical theory. And we talked about that, that you, your life, we were talking about shedding, you shed stuff off. And when you've got all this other stuff on, it's like a cloak and there are whole paragraphs. I'm like that. I don't even remember that being in the book. And I know I read it, but yeah. you weren't seeing it. You weren't hearing it. It wasn't time for you to hear that. You weren't, you hadn't shed enough yet. And so you really are not the same person taking the class again. And you have a completely different experience. Yeah. Even if it's the same teacher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, and also the dynamic of the class changes with whoever's in the class with yeah. you. Yeah. It's the little things where somebody says, Hey, have you guys read this book? When I said, listen, it might just be that you have put yourself in, uh, an in a place of opportunity to hear something new to, huh? No, I haven't seen that film. No, I haven't read that book. Or, or they ask a question. Somebody in class, ask a question. Somebody asks a question and you go like, oh, yeah. So it's always a different experience. And that, that's why part, part of becoming a licensed teacher is we have to go back and review all the classes again. Again. <laughs> like Horace Gunn. So I went and took Reiki 1 and 2 again. again. <laughs> and it's, it's a different experience. I agree. And uh, I'm a person that some teachers will offer a, a discount if you want to come back and review. I know it's something I do for my students because I just want to encourage them to review. It's such a powerful 
experience, but I've actually, I'm, I'm looking at it, at it and I think I've paid full price every time I've reviewed and it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and again, I go back to, I know that I'm going to get out of it, what I put into it. So it doesn't bother me um, to do and that. Then at the master level, I encourage, especially when my students get ready to teach. Oh, do yeah. the level one and two again. Do level one and two again, because yeah. you're learning the first time you took it. But if you take it again, then, huh, well, that's interesting how Karen answered that question. Or, hmm, how would I have done that? Or, hmm, you're looking at it from a teacher perspective rather yeah. than a student. I like how she does that. I'm going to do this a little differently. Yeah. Right. I don't think that would work for me. I don't have that kind of personality, but you you pick up stuff like, huh, did yeah. we do that last time? I don't remember. I've had students ask me that. Did, did you do that last time? I'm like, I think I did. <laughs> oh, I know I did. I'll never forget. I had a student once who was about to teach. So she came and reviewed level one and two. And then she went to go and she was preparing to teach. And she sent me a panic message. Did you know there's Japanese techniques? And I said, Yeah. <laughs> She said, you didn't teach us those. I said, yeah, I did. Both times. <laughs> Both times. She was healing. And yeah. she was healing so much, she just missed it. And that's okay. There's nothing right. wrong with that. But it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, and I would tell my, my, my literature students, I'd say, take the book that you read 10 years ago and read it again. It's not the same book not because same. you are not the same reader. That is, I love that. And so then let's talk about some people that are listening who might think I've all, I'm already at the master level and I've maybe studied all the master classes that I want to study. And, but I'd, I'm, I'm thinking I'd like to become a professional member of the ICRT Reiki Membership Association. Let's talk a little bit about what the Reiki Membership Association is and some of the things that it does. And then I've noticed a pretty big shift when people make that decision to become a professional member. We'll talk about that too. So do you want to explain a little bit about what the ICRT Reiki Membership Association is and some of its advantages? I was, I'm so grateful for it because I lived in central Arkansas where nobody even knew what Reiki was. And the, the clients and the students, Deborah Thompson that I mentioned in Little Rock, she found me through the Reiki Membership Association. Um, I didn't have a website. I was a full-time college professor and so if you are a Reiki membership association, you have benefits like you get to um, use the logo on a business card. If you don't have a website, you get, you know, which shows you have a professional affiliation. And it just looks a little bit more. Yeah, because it means you follow standards and yes. guidelines. You agree to follow to the follow, right. code of ethics and the standards of practice. Of practice Exactly. So of it shows that in a, co a commitment to mm -hmm. professionalism and they don't have a link to your website, but they'll put your email address. And that's how people found me. Wow. Um, and I went and took Reiki one and two again, after I, because I took it from an, a, a, not an LRMT, just a professional member. And then I took master with William. And he said, if you want to be a professional member of the Reiki membership association, you will have to take Reiki one and two again. I'm like, but I just took Reiki master from you. You wrote the book. You I know? said the same thing. I took Reiki master four times from William and I still wasn't. A, 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 a professional member. I had to go back and do level one and two to become a professional mm -hmm. member. But I wanted to be that. Okay. The main reason I wanted to be the professional member is because that means that you've taken all your classes from a licensed teacher. But for me, right. it meant when I went to the Reiki.org and I clicked Arkansas and I clicked affiliate, there was a pretty, not a big long list because it's Arkansas, but there was a list of people, affiliate members, but the professional members, there were only like four 
Right. If I were a professional member, then there's a shorter list. And because yeah. I'm really competitive, right? So and I was like, I want to be on the professional member list. And um, <laughs> so that's what I did. And I, that's how I met Karen Harrison. And I was, I, my Reiki 1 and 2 teacher was great, but I learned different stuff. Yeah. Taking the class from Karen Harrison because she'd been teaching for years. I remember thinking, and I took my Reiki level one and two from Carolyn Musial. So I actually became a Reiki master and started teaching in 2011. And it wasn't until 2017 when I got a nudge to become a licensed teacher. And those of you who've listened to the podcast for a while, that as I resist most things, I resisted that nudge. But I wasn't qualified to become a licensed teacher, even though I'd been teaching for six years and had a very successful practice because I wasn't a professional member of the Reiki Membership Association. And one of the requirements to moving on to becoming a licensed teacher is you have to have been a professional, have taught for at least two years, and you have to have a been and a certain number of students and I had those but you had to have been a professional member for at least a year and I hadn't been and I I didn't understand the sense of it Karen I remember thinking are you kidding me I I studied four master classes with William Rand why how and I teach level one and two classes and people love the classes how is doing how am, is it is that going to change anything taking level one and two from a licensed teacher karen it changed everything that yeah. class with carolyn musial just it it healed so much i learned so much i completely changed the way that i taught even though i was very happy with how i taught i it was so complete but not only that i think when you form an intention you can be an affiliate member of the Reiki Membership Association from any Yasui lineage, and then you can, be, or you can become a professional member. But like Karen said, becoming a professional member, you have to have taken all of your Yasui classes from a licensed teacher. So level one and two and masters. And there's something about it when you become a professional member, the energy starts working with you differently, more professionally is the only way that I can put it. I found as soon as I became a professional member, my classes grew, my the quality and caliber of my students became higher. It just changed everything. What did you notice? Yeah, I think I was always... But I didn't start teaching until I, I went immediately <laughs> took for professional class. Yeah, because I wanted to be a professional member. So I didn't, I was never an affiliate member really to teach. But I think what you said, because a lot of people are, oh, they just want more money. They just want more money Not to have to take all. the class again. But I what I've learned about myself is it's about it's saying yes to the universe. You're saying, I commit to this. Yeah. I remember telling my son that in college. Oh, go ahead before you lose your thought. Oh, sorry. It is. I love that. It's a commitment. You're saying, I am committed to this. And the energy turns around and says, and I am committed to you. Yeah. So you say, I'm going to commit to this. And that's, that is what makes you a professional. It means just like any professional. That means if you're an, an English professor, that means you pay to go to conferences. Or, but I remember my son struggling through his engineering classes and he's like, ah. And I said, I said, part of, uh, this son is just showing that you've got the the tenacity to make it through a four year degree. Sometimes, 
he said, because I can, I know this stuff or whatever, but why do I have to do it this way? Blah, blah, blah. And so sometimes it's just showing that you can follow directions. You can be a team player. You can do things the way, but yeah. it's, I think it's more about that energy of I'm going to do this because I am a professional. And I want to be well. a Reiki professional. And the reason it shifts is because you, the way you think about yourself shifts. Yeah. If you're going to shell out money to take one and two again, it's because you're taking the first step and I am good enough for me. I am good enough to do this. I'm a professional. I just remember being shocked at how my whole way of doing things shifted and my whole business shifted. And my business did shift when I joined. And you could say logically was because people could find you. Although in Canada, I didn't get as many people from the website and it still shifted. Hmm. Yeah, it still really shifted. And because of the way you think about yourself. Yeah, maybe. And I just, I think Reiki responds to that intention. I am going to become a professional. I'm going to get a bit more serious about this. And it's a little bit, I say, and then Reiki takes you more seriously, but serious isn't the right word because it's not like, oh, oh, gee, I was having fun. Now I have to get serious. You still have fun and it's still very lighthearted. I'm not very serious. (laughs) (laughs) No, neither one of us are very serious, Karen. And I once had my Reiki guide, Archangel Michael at the time. He just, I remember him saying, oh, I love hanging out with you guys. You just laugh all the time. (laughs) People in my classes and, but it's, but it shifts. It's the intensity. If the tracks like you have, your commitment is more intense. And so the help you get is more intense. Yeah. That's how it works. I think you're right. I think you're right. And so I know there are some people listening who might be ready to take things a step further and go ahead on Reiki.org and just see if there are any of the licensed teachers that sort of stand out to you as like Karen or myself or any of the other ones. There's some fantastic, our colleagues are yeah. Amazing. I recommend every single one of them because we've all done over a thousand hours of additional training to get to where we are as licensed teachers. And we, it's a very, and I don't just say this because I'm an assistant director of the program. It's a very thought out design program that causes you to develop as a person, the LRMT program. And so maybe that's a natural segue to say, I have so much confidence in our colleagues, Karen, every single one of them, you can't go Mm -hmm. wrong with a license with any of our licensed teachers. I know pretty much all of them and I'm impressed with all of them. Some people are after you've been a professional member for at least a year and taught, I think it's more than 12 students over two years some of you might be ready to take things a little further and you might even be interested in the LRMT program. Let's talk a little bit about that. What caused you to join the LRMT program? Because I wanted to go, I wanted to make Reiki my full-time job. Okay. That was like the ultimate commitment. Mm -hmm. And it's like a PhD program. Not everybody does a PhD. Yeah. You can, you're fine with your master. I taught for 30 years with a master's degree. I never got a PhD in English or comparative lit, which is my, was my passion, but I wanted to like that doctor. Okay. Like a doctor of philosophy. So the, it takes you farther in, in your healing because it's hard. And I did the biggest shift in my life. (laughs) The biggest shifts in my life happened after I got into the LRMT program. 
Me I too. mean, everything just, <clears throat> but yeah. I guess I said, I guess I told the universe I was ready. I quit my job mm-hmm. and started. Yeah. I'm like, if you're going to you do this thing, you're going to get in there and do it. But we have seven different areas that we work with a mentor on. It's mm-hmm. huge professional development yeah. working on you because your business can't grow. Your practice can't grow unless you grow. So it's like the ultimate commitment. Okay. I'm going to learn how to do this technology. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to learn about business, even though I don't know anything about business. I'm going to heal those injuries that I've managed to gloss over and I'm going to dig deep. And yeah, you're right. Like success consciousness. I had to do a lot of work on that. Um, and it was mainly, it was just that big leap. Um, and, and I, I tried to approach it. Like, I think one of you, you were saying, one of your new mentees is, okay, I've got a plan and everything. And I remember my mentor said, I said, okay, if I do this here by this time, and then this by this time, and this by this time, then I'll be done. And she said, just enjoy the process. And I was like, I don't have time. I got to make money. <laughs> yeah. Cause I hadn't healed all my money issues yet. And it really brought up like the most important things that needed to, I look back and I go, oh yeah, that had to go first and then the other stuff could come up and then that could go and it was almost like un- untying a knot mm. so it but the lrmt program the biggest benefit is you is all of the cry is the community yeah actually that's getting me a bit emotional too i the love and support of our colleagues for everything that we do and yeah I'll, and we can reach out to them anytime, anywhere. Like I'm, I am doing a podcast. I need somebody to help me with this. And they're there. I'm writing a book. Can you let me interview you? They're there. Yeah. Just one of my it's favorite. that silly African proverb. Say, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with others. Mm. That's what the LRT program is. Yeah. yeah and I, I need it. And they're some of the most enlightened people that I've ever met on the planet. And when we get together, it's just, just that feeling of support and belonging. And it's a little overwhelming to belong to a group of people at that level that have done that. You have some imposter syndrome. Yeah. Y'all don't know me very well, do you? <laughs> yeah, but no, but it's just, but but there's even a plan, I feel like it's just, so if you're feeling drawn to the LRMT program and you're looking at it and you're feeling like, hmm, it's probably because you're supposed to be there. You're supposed to, you're supposed to be part of it. Yep. Check it out. And not everybody that applies gets accepted. It's, it is not for everybody. It's you not know. the only path to success. No. It's not at all. And there's only a certain number of mentors available and that limits the size of the program. And there's also, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. It's a 52 page document of how to apply. It might be 54 pages now. <laughs> yeah. You can find it at Reiki.org. Yeah. Just type in LRMT. And, and you know what? I'll include a link to that just in case any of you listening are, are curious, even if you're just getting started in your journey, it might be something that you aspire to. 
And, and I'll include a link to an article I wrote about becoming a licensed teacher because I was a little different than you, Karen. I didn't want to become one. I was like, I don't see the sense of that. There's That's not going to change anything. That's not going to change how I teach. I'm already a good teacher. I already am a, I was an affiliate member for years teaching. So I followed the standards of practice and the code of ethics. And I, I taught with the outlines in the ICRT manuals and I did a really good job, honestly. And I didn't think I was just, and I thought, oh, it's just a way there's, you know, it's just money grab. There's more money. And I didn't see the benefit And so when Reiki said, like nudged me and said, you're supposed to go into that program, I really seriously resisted for about seven months. And before I even reached out and did anything about it, and then to find out, only to find out that although I was a very successful teacher, I wasn't qualified. I had to go become a professional member. I had to wait a year and then enter into the program. And looking back... It's right up there as one of the best things I've ever done in my life. It's with buying the farm, meeting my husband, having my kids, becoming a licensed teacher. Those are the things that are writing my book. Those are the things that are top of the, at the top of what has changed me and what has formed me and just the confidence that I feel teaching, I don't know every answer to every question, but I know that with my colleagues, we'll figure it out. And and yeah, sometimes we'll post in our, we have a a private Facebook group and sometimes we'll post, Hey, a student asked me this question. This is what I said. How would you guys have responded? It's so nice to, I think the big, the reason that there was such a huge shift in my life, uh, I was just thinking about, I can't remember who said it, but they said that, you become the five people you spend the most time with. Mm. And so if you're in a place, if you're listening to this podcast and you're in a place where you're like, I want to go to the next level. I want to, especially, I don't know. I love all my friends and everything, but I knew I wanted to be different. I wanted to shift. There was something else for me. And I knew I needed to hang out with people that were more like what I wanted to become, if that makes any sense. And the LRMT program for me was a way to go. Can I hang out with y'all? Because <laughs> I, I want I know that there's, there's more to me. There's more to me. And I know that if I stay where I am, that's never going to be uncovered. So I needed to move to that next level. And it was scary as hell. Oops. It was scary to move into because I felt unworthy, blah, 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 blah. But I knew that I needed to take that step if I was going to get better and heal more and give more to more people. Yeah. I knew that looking back, if I had realized that, that, that there isn't a large number, there's only 50 of us in the world at the around, I think there's 50 at the present yeah. moment in time. And we are expanding. There are students from other nationalities, other countries that Yay. are applying, and that's exciting. I know that I mentor now Henlock from Hong Kong and Ting from China. And it's really exciting to see our licensed teachers expanding into China and Asia. And uh, Jill- oh, we just got Lucy Jin from Korea. Yes, Jill Teal is, is going to mentor her from Korea. Colleen Benelli is mentoring Munikai and Lena in mm-hmm. Japan. And She's Machado, in, Machado in, in Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's, a world, it's a worldwide community. 
It really is. And there are some people listening who from other countries, I know I'm always hopeful we don't have any licensed teachers in the United Kingdom, in Australia. There's lots of places where it would be so lovely to, France, it would be so lovely to expand into. And uh, so I'm always hopeful that there are more people that are going to, that are going to apply. Go ahead, Karen. Oh, no, I was just, go ahead. I was just going to say that's like just the tiered yeah. presentation of, 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 of different levels of master mastery. It is. And just going back a little bit, we often think that the title of mastery or Reiki, Reiki master holds a lot of responsibility. Um, we have the ability to initiate others. But as we mentioned, that's always necessary. That doesn't mean you have to. Reiki masters could be a step you take for yourself. In your experience, though, what motivates you to pass on the knowledge of Reiki and empower others to become Reiki practitioners or Reiki masters? What kind of started that ball rolling for you? It was just the healing. It's just if if you're like all covered in mud and you find a little fountain where you can wash yourself off and then you see somebody else over there covered in mud, you're like, Hey man, come here. There's a fountain. (laughs) (laughs) You want to, you want, you you found something like, look at this. You can clean all this stuff off. You found this little miracle here and you want to share it with other people. And and not everybody's ready for it. That was hard to learn sometimes. Yeah. You know, there's muddy people running around, but not everybody wants to wash off, but, but when you you found this this fountain to to help release and clean and and help you see where you're going better without mud in your eye, help you, know? you breathe better, help, help you breathe, breathe better without better. mud up your nose. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, there are some people out there who go, man, I wish I could get this mud out of my nose. And as a matter of fact, I got this little fountain over here. That's just you, I don't know. It's it's just like when you find some treasure and you just want it, to. It's being like a kid. You find some treasure that helps you so much, and you're like, I don't want to share this. Exactly. And you with know, anybody that wants it with anybody that wants it. And that was hard for me to learn too, that not everybody wants it. And, and also, yeah, it's really hard once you receive that level of healing that happens at the master level to not want to share it. it yeah. I, I have to admit it, it can be difficult to not want. And to sometimes share. it's just living my life. I've had people come and say, so I, because they've watched me change. Yeah. They've watched me change. And they're like, All right. so I know you're always talking about that Reiki thing. And, and they can see, they see that I've changed. And so then that, that helps. Sometimes it's just, no, always, it's always about making yeah. yourself better. And then that makes people go, what is she doing? I want a little bit of that. <laughs> a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. The people will say to me, I don't know what elixir you're drinking, but I want some. Yeah. Like, well, Reiki is not the only thing. No. But for me, it's the best. It's what spoke to me and what worked for me. I love that it's effortless, that it's a gift given that I don't have to earn it. It's just always there ready to work on my behalf. It's so generous and it's so, there's a simplicity. And I loved Martha Lacey once talked about the grace in Mm. the simplicity of Reiki that, that the simplicity is because of the grace that exists in Reiki. So I love it too. And I I love that it's helped me heal so many areas in my life. And what would you tell somebody who's hesitant to 
take that next step and go further in the Reiki journey, whatever it is, what advice would you give them? You are worth it. You're worth it. Take the step. Don't listen to all those voices. Listen to your heart. Follow your heart because all the voices in your head tell you you're not good enough. This is not for you. There's something weird about it. Blah, 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 blah. There's so much fear and that's all in your head. So just listen to your heart. Those voices get quieter the more you heal. Yeah, they really do. Any voice that tells you that you're less than magnificent, less than limitless, isn't true. Nope. It's coming from the unhealed ego. Yeah. And duality, the energy of duality. And and you're worthy to learn it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be special. So many people say, oh, oh, but you're special. Like, no, I'm not. (laughs) Like, you don't know me very well. (laughs) I am not. There's no, uh, I am not special. You don't have to be out of the way. And I have become good at listening. I was not always good at listening. I used to argue with every piece of Reiki guidance (laughs) I remember the first time I didn't argue it was stood out to me it stood out I'm sure my guides just about they dropped whatever they were doing and went (laughs) she just said yes without arguing (laughs) what happened because the first time I ever didn't argue was when the Reiki energy said asked will you create an animal Reiki course. And that was before I knew Colleen was involved with creating one that Robin and Sue were a part of it. I just said, yes, of course. And then in that same class, I heard that, that Colleen was working on something. And so I waited seven months and then I reached out and said, (laughs) I got these two pieces of guidance. One was to become a licensed teacher and one was to work on animal Reiki. Would you like help? And how do I become a licensed teacher? And she sent me the 52 page document of how to become a licensed teacher. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you gotta really want that don't you You're like nah I'll read this next week and she looked at it and said actually you're not qualified let's look at getting you qualified to apply first and you know what I didn't I was very at that point I was very zen about it all I didn't say oh dagnabbit I'm not qualified <laughs> the heck with it or anything I just said oh if I'm not qualified if I have to then take this class and then wait a year that gives me a lot of time to figure out this 52 page document <laughs> yeah and notice what and she did. said. She didn't say you're not qualified. She said, you're not qualified. Let's see what we can do to get you qualified. To get you qualified. Let's see what you're missing. And the two things I was missing was being a professional member for a year. And the other thing that I was missing was attending the international retreat. That's another requirement. And so once I got those in place, then I was qualified to apply. I just had to wait for a little bit. Did Sam turn your picture no I think I froze I think my internet <laughs> messed up but he's he hears Aunt Pam is, is it a podcast I need to make my appearance it must be almost time to for the meditation or something it is almost time for the meditation Sam we have one last question how has becoming a Reiki master transformed your life and are there any other messages you want to share with people who are considering taking that step it put me on my path my true path helping heal people and the earth and animals. And my advice is if you feel, because most of my life I felt like I'm not supposed to be doing this. I hated grading papers. I hated it. 
the best part of teaching for 30 years was when students would come to my office and say, I need help. I don't know what to write my paper about. And so then I'd get all in their business. So tell me about your life. And I could help them write their papers. But I knew that wasn't my path. If you're, if you are in a job or you're doing something that you just feel like this is just not, this is, there's more, I know there's more to me. There's more that I should be doing. Reiki is universal. It helps everybody. Maybe you are in the right job. Maybe your relationships aren't as fulfilling as you think. There's stuff that needs to happen there. Reiki works on physical, mental, emotional, spiritual problems. It helps everything. And so take your first class. And then if you've got the the level two and you're on the path and you feel like, but wait, I think there's more. Yeah, there's a whole lot more. So just intend to move toward, just say to the universe, more of this, please. And it'll happen. And take those steps. You have to take the steps. You got to take, if it's the licensed teacher program, which is the last thing that we did. That's not the last thing. Now I'm down here in Ecuador, for heaven's sakes. You never know where you're going to go. You just keep stepping. You just, you just take the next step. And you'll know what it is when you listen to your heart. And you just take that step. Or like Pam, I know you've, you've shared William's story many times on the podcast. Share that again, where he said, if I had known. Mm. William, I love this. He had said once, if I had known where I was going. I would never have taken the next step because I would have thought that it was impossible. And so I love that about the Reiki guidance. It's just take the next step and have a little faith in yourself, a little faith in the divine and in Reiki and see where it's going to lead. Because me too, if I had known where I was going, I would have said, that's not possible. Like where I am now, the level of joy and peace and fulfillment and just professional pride that I have in my students, in my work, in what I do, I know that I'm making a difference on the earth every single day, every minute of the day almost. And mm-hmm. that that feels amazing to me. I remember in my 20s going through a Stephen Covey program and writing my mission statement. And my mission statement was to make a difference. I needed my life to, it it didn't matter if I made money or not. It didn't matter. I needed to make a difference. I needed the world to be a little bit better as a result of me being here. And I didn't know how I was going to do that or how that was going to happen. But Reiki is how I do that. I get to work with people all the time and help them and mentor them and coach them and guide them. And it's not me doing the work. The Reiki does the work. But sometimes people can learn from my experiences and and it can inspire them maybe to take the next step. And William just says he just, he didn't get overwhelmed by where he was going because he didn't know. And the fact is that when you're getting ready to take that next step in your journey, it's probably impossible for you to conceive of how positive your life can get from where you are right now. It's impossible to see where you're going. You wouldn't believe it, or you would think that it couldn't happen or something. So he always says he was so glad that he didn't know where he was going. And instead just, it was just revealed the next step at a time because he never would have believed where he is right now. And we're also glad that he is this licensed teacher program we've been talking about is his 
when he, it was created because when he got too many students to be able to teach them all as a result of his taking his one step at a time, he wanted to refer the students to other teachers, but he thought to himself, how can I make sure that these other teachers are teaching at the same standard that are holding themselves to the same standard that I'm holding myself to. And Reiki showed him that he could create this program. And that's what he did. Hmm. Well, Karen, I'm just going to invite the listeners to join us in meditation today. I know we talked quite a bit about this and certainly both of our contact information is also in the podcast notes. If you have any questions, reach out to either of us and we'd be happy to talk a little bit more about it. It's a subject that's near and dear, I think, to both of our hearts. I'd like to invite everybody to make themselves comfortable now. Sit or lie down and close your eyes and just allow yourself to relax completely. Feeling the tension melting away Taking a deep breath, holding it for a moment, and then slowly exhaling, placing your hands comfortably on your body, giving yourself Reiki. Just continue breathing mindfully, creating a rhythm that comforts and grounds you. Now visualize a warm light starting at the center of your being and radiating outward. This is the light of your Reiki energy, a powerful force of healing and positivity. And allow yourself to contemplate the question, why would I become a Reiki master? Or why would I take the next step? in my journey and just allow your thoughts to flow from there naturally without any judgment or resistance. You might notice that it's calling you to deepen your personal healing journey. Maybe it's calling you to learn and grow and further empower yourself through this ancient wisdom and techniques of Reiki. Maybe you have a desire to help others to become a beacon of hope and healing in a world that can be filled with pain and suffering. Being a Reiki master and taking that step next step in your mastery often offers you the ability to touch lives, to assist in transforming pain into peace and to be a vehicle for bringing healing in physical, emotional, and spiritual levels. Maybe you're interested in growing in your spiritual awareness. For the journey to become a Reiki master is also a journey into self. It offers the opportunity to dive deeper into your spiritual essence, to explore and understand more the energetic aspects of who you are. Just allow yourself to envision the potential of your expanded consciousness and the wisdom and peace that comes with 
connecting with the higher levels of Reiki energy, the attunement. Maybe you're feeling drawn to become part of a global community, a community that transcends borders, cultures, and religion. A community that's unified in its mission of healing and of love for everyone, everywhere. Whatever those reasons are, just let them swirl in the glowing light of your inner energy. Notice which ones resonate with your very being, aligning with your heart, your mind, your body, and your spirit. We're going to take a few moments now to just sit with these feelings and visions and embrace the profound connection to your journey toward growth, whether it is becoming a Reiki master or taking that mastery further. We'll remain here for some time. Thank you. 
Whenever you feel ready, just gently bring your focus back to your breath, becoming aware of your surroundings and of your body. And as you open your eyes, hold on to the insights and feelings you experienced during our meditation. These are the seeds that Karen was talking about of your path to become a Reiki master or to take your mastery further. The seeds of a path of healing, of growth and of profound love. Remember that your journey is uniquely yours. No one else owns it. And listen to your guidance so that you may become of greater service to yourself and to others, nurtured by your intentions, your passion, and your commitment. Namaste, everyone. Thank you so much for being here this week. And Karen, I want to thank you and Sam and Simba for being with us, too. Thank you for inviting us. Namaste.